Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, I have a phenomenal guest on for today's episode. I have Serena Shahidi, aka Glam Demon 2004, as you might know of her on TikTok. She also has her own phenomenal podcast called Let Me Ruin Your Life. And we came together to talk about blind items on old Hollywood characters. I'm talking like Judy Garland, Marlon Brando, Marilyn Monroe, and of course, a few more. And of course, regular folks sneak in as well. Um, I will say when Serena and I were talking in the DMs and she was like, let's do old Hollywood. I was like, like it's got the word old in it. Who cares? I could not have been farther from the truth. These were some of the most shocking blind items I've read on anyone in general. I have this newfound respect for like old Hollywood folks. They were just so much more dramatic back then and I love it. Serena was also like the perfect person to talk to about this. She's just a wealth of information. Uh, Trigger warning, almost everyone we talked about was abused growing up. Um, Also, podcast trigger warning, the sound is a little bit funky because we were drinking and I kept moving the microphone, so whatever. Also, it cuts off at the last like two minutes, so I'm just going to voice over at the end what we said (laughs) before we ended. And uh, I feel like there was something else I had to say. Oh, we also mispronounce people's names. Is it Warren Beatty or Warren Betty? I honestly have no idea. If that bugs you, I don't know. Just be bugged because I mispronounce stuff every week. And I have to keep talking until it goes to two minutes because I don't like to do addition on the timestamps. How was your week? Let's take 20 (laughs) seconds. This is so unprofessional. Let's just take some time to breathe deep. I don't know. Is there anything? Oh, I got a puzzle at TJ Maxx last week, and I didn't know that they sell puzzles, but they do for really cheap. So there's a... Okay, here we go. And here we go. Hello, hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back to another Fluently Forward episode featuring a very special guest, our very own Glam Demon, aka Serena Shahidi. Welcome. Oh my god, hi. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm happy to have you on. Of course, I've been a fan of your TikToks um, for a long time. And then I kind of dug deeper into you because I remember I was doing a series on different TikTokers, like reading the cut articles on them, where they go out with Brock. And I was like, everyone's article, I was like, I never want to go out with Brock because like, I come away from the article being like, this person is off the rails. But your article was exactly like how you were self-described on TikTok. And I thought it was <laughs> Which is also off the rails, by the way. Exactly. But it was appropriately <laughs> off the rails. And then I remember following you on Twitter, seeing that you liked Tim Dillon. And I was like, oh, this is so great. There's so much more to oh, you than I just like Tim the... Dillon, yeah. Tim Dillon is oh the God. best, right? He's so fucking funny. He's very needed right now in the time that yes, we're going through. Yes, exactly. And um, anyway, so I've just been obsessed with your take on things. And especially the way that you deliver it. It's like hot takes with like an ice cold exterior basically and you put it together (laughs) and it melts (laughs) love Um, love love and today we're going to be talking about blind items on old hollywood actors actresses and celebrities so you you're a fan of old hollywood right like most people our age i feel like do not consume the classics yeah i mean the thing is i actually don't watch like as many old movies as i I don't know, want to, or that I, like, just put aside as, like, okay, I should watch this, but I love hearing about their just stories and, I don't know, just the psychology behind things, like, especially now that they're all, like, dead and have written books and we yes. know all the secrets. Yes. Um, and it was just, I don't know, Hollywood was crazy back then. Everyone was a slut. 
everyone was gay. Everyone was on heavy drugs all the time. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. fabulous. And like you said, like we'll be going over this for different folks, but the blind items that happen with a lot of these people have been confirmed by their very own memoirs because I feel like the older you get, you're like, okay, I'm 80, might as well reveal my secrets yeah. before I die and get like that last PR bump. Um, it's crazy. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to focus on five people specifically. But then I also find it crazy that back in the days of Hollywood, like you said, everyone was having sex with each other. Everyone was doing drugs. But nowadays with blind items on new celebrities, it's like there's no way that like this person would be doing drugs because like I love them. I'm like, OK, if if these yeah. child actors were doing drugs back in old Hollywood, what makes you think things have gotten better? Like, I hate to break it to you. As time goes on, we haven't really gotten that much more virtuous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like these like old Hollywood celebrities give you so much insight on what might be going on now because, you know, we learn about them and we're like, oh, it sucks that that happened. But yeah. this next generation, they're totally pure and they're yeah. having a great time working at Disney. Yeah. And then that generation, you know, you find out everything and it's like we almost never learn the lesson that like Hollywood is a terrible industry and everyone is on hard drugs and has yeah. all sorts of mental issues. Exactly. <laughs> but it's true. Like the entertainment industry is pretty wild and then all of a sudden you put like a Disney Mickey Mouse representing it and it's like, no, it's it's still pretty horrible what goes on behind it. So we're going to cover a bunch of different people. Um, I kind of want us to start with Judy Garland because Oof. she, you know, we all know she was um, Dorothy in Wizard of Oz is probably what she's most famous for, but... I remember hearing stories about her childhood before I would like even really went into the blind items on her. And she just has this reputation for having this horrific, traumatic childhood. Have you heard rumors of that before? Yeah. I mean, her mother was the worst. And like, I don't even want to say stage mom because stage mom doesn't have like enough of a negative connotation. She was like, a, I don't know, closer to like a pimp or something as far as just doing horrible things to someone so you can get some commish but uh i mean she started acting do you know how old she is very like a toddler yeah so i actually went on wikipedia and did like a little bit of a mini deep dive on each person so her mom was a complete stage mom um basically she put her on stage when she was two and a half years old Mm. which i think back then was the earliest that you could ever potentially put someone on stage and she would act alongside her sister so her mom was just like everyone in the family has to be in the biz no matter like how old you are or are not um so the mom was a previous vaudeville performer are you familiar with vaudeville no. So I, I did like a comedy course at Second City for six months and we had to train in like the history of comedy, um, screenwriting, improv, stand up, all of that. And one of the things in history of comedy were vaudeville performers, which were basically like a traveling circus where they would do comedy and like slapstick humor and they would basically go around as like a carnival and like put on these plays and everyone would be like, oh my God, the vaudeville people are in town. So I guess her mom did that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She was basically a um, stand-up comedian from town to town, but like a stand-up comedian that has a pie thrown in your face. So her mom, like you said, was a stage mom slash abuser. (laughs) Typically those two go hand in hand. And she's quoted her mom later in life as saying that her mom was the real Wicked Witch of the West to her. And a main thing that you're going to see in Judy Garland's life was that she was fed 
pills. And a lot of these old Hollywood stars, it was pills, pills, pills. Like, you know that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, I took this pill to wake up. And yes. This pill to focus, this pill for a nap, this pill to get me hard, this pill to not get me hard. Like, <laughs> everything in their life they took pills for. So... She said this before in different biographies of her life. Her mom gave her pills for sleep and energy starting when she was nine years old, which is like yeah. not even Jeffrey Epstein was going for nine year olds. Like, and that that's is like a young age. Amphetamines during the day and yeah. barbiturates at night. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. The A's and the B's. She gives to a kid. Yeah. And then, of course, she went into acting and um, she started with um, uh, Wizard of Oz. And they said that she looked like a fat pig in pigtails, all the studio heads and things like that. Oh so <laughs> she famously had a diet of chicken soup, black coffee, cigarettes, and pills. And that was what her diet was for, like, years. So her third husband, <laughs> this is also a famous thing with different old Hollywood folks. They've all been married more than once, typically. She was, he was basically saying that she had been on um, benzos or a diet for basically her entire teen and adult life. So she was uh, below five feet. She was underweight her entire life because, you know, she hadn't really ever been properly filmed. And famously, her very first big role, which was Dorothy for The Wizard of Oz, not only was she on this diet and this pill, but she was also like, I'm not laughing because it's bad, but she was also groped by the munchkins. Oh my god, yeah. Which is, like, when I first saw that, I was like, it's not good to be groped by anyone, but, like, groped by munchkins is just, like, it's, like, some sort of fucked up Mad Lib. It's not. Because they're at crotch level. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy and for that's, them. that's literally what they said, too. It was because they were so short, they could put their hands up her dress really easily. Not much of a short king move. Oh so my god. Maybe that's why, like, you know innately women just want tall men because it's harder for them to literally grope you so (laughs) that was what happened and allegedly these munchkins thought that they could get away with anything because they were so small and they were 40 or more years old and she was young 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 she also in a biography it was revealed that she was repeatedly propositioned for sex by executives like the me too movement we just know that this happens basically all the time there's a studio boss who would compliment her voice by putting his hand on her left breast and pretending to touch her heart, which is where he said that she sang from. How touching. How sweet of him to say. I would have been like, I actually sing from this hammer. Yeah. <laughs> touch this. Um, anyway, so that's basically just a little insight in her. Um, she died of an accidental overdose at age 47. She had been married five times and she had three children. So there's that. Including Liza. Which, by the way, like, I cannot believe I didn't know this. I didn't know Liza Minnelli was Judy Garland's daughter. I found that out embarrassingly late in life as well. Because she's just such a presence on her own. I thought she was entirely self-made. And I just really don't see Judy Garland in her. Just I mean, because I've never seen her literally in pigtails and a blue and white checkered (laughs) dress. Yeah, very different aesthetics. But also what's interesting about that is Judy put Liza on stage, like, also as like a toddler interesting which is interesting if she had the self-awareness to know that her mother was (laughs) a wicked witch and she's like i wonder why she 
I mean, she didn't do the exact same thing, but... Yeah, but I mean, close enough. And also, I think, we'll get into this with the blinds, but also I think um, Liza Minnelli has also had issues with drugs. Yeah. Which, I mean, I... But whenever I say that, I'm like, who... If you've been in Hollywood for more than nine months, like, you're probably going to have issues or experiences with drugs. I feel like it's very rare that somebody could be in that field for a really long time and, like, not dabble in cocaine. You have to work all the time. You have to stay skinny. Like, uppers are around you. I just feel like most people do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of those cases, it's like, there are only so many hours in a day, especially when you aren't getting enough sleep or you're traveling or you're not eating enough or whatever. It's like, logically, you kind of need something. Like, you're pushing your body to a point that it's not supposed to go. And that's actually part of the quote. You know the quote where it's like, Beyonce has the same 24 hours in the day as you? (laughs) Yeah. They actually said later on in that quote, but she also has stimulants. True. (laughs) Well, joke's on you, Beyonce. So do I. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so let's start getting into the blinds. This is one um, from Mr. X, a.k.a. a series on Crazy Days and Nights about old Hollywood. Now, this was interesting. This was saying that there is a book being written. I'm just going to sub in the riddles for the actual people's names. There's a book being written about Judy Garland with her A-list offspring, Liza Minnelli. The book being written is what remained from a first book about her from her former husband. But the new book has a chapter about the repeated sexual assaults that she suffered during the filming of her most famous movie. I think that's interesting, too, because I think if, if somebody's died... You can't really get retroactive justice for their sexual assaults. You know what I yeah. mean? I think it's really weird how there's people like Harvey Weinstein and like, let's say Jared Leto with his, you know, 300 allegations. Mm-hmm. And these allegations just stick around forever and forever and forever until one day after there's enough of them, somebody does something, which I find such a weird way to go about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like Natalie Wood, her. Her sister came out, I forget who died recently, but her sister came out and basically said, like, the celebrity who died recently sexually assaulted my sister Natalie, and I wasn't going to say anything, or I... Yeah. Yeah, or something like that, until he died, which is so... Which is also hard, because then how... I feel like people wouldn't, like, of course I always stand with whoever is... Because I feel like when, you know, you accuse someone of something then, like, ten other people come out of the woodwork. It's very rare for someone to falsely accuse someone, although it does happen. But I just think that's so frustrating because then if you accuse someone who's already passed, people are going to look at it as completely illegitimate because they can't defend themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was listening... One episode of yours I was listening, and you said specifically in terms of those types of claims, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing is sexual assault isn't something that's like fun to gossip about like ooh, this person's cheating on this person this person's addicted to heroin like that's kind of a fun time but it's not you know no one wants to hear that their favorite celebrity is a rapist Mm -hmm. so if there are a lot of rumors swirling about that it's probably because it's true yeah not because it's like fun fun and i i was thinking of that too with um speaking of the and just like that reboot which we (laughs) heard earlier um the Chris Noth, Mr. Big allegations that came out, I have had so many people slide into my DMs with actual photos of, like, them getting groped by Mr. Big when they went to visit New York City. And they saw him out at a bar. And it's just, like, 
yeah, if two, if a report comes out and two women have come forward with their full story, you can probably just take that to the 10th degree and assume that more has happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, the quantity of stories about him is, like, yeah. astounding. It's astronomical. Okay, so let's get back to our girl, Judy Garland. <laughs> this was a very interesting blind. Um, I love when the Kennedys pop up in here. <laughs> they always do. They always <laughs> find their way in. So this was saying that it was between Judy Garland and JF, or sorry, yeah, John F. Kennedy. So it was saying that a major movie studio needed an escort to accompany their biggest teen queen, a.k.a. Judy Garland at the time, to an elaborate banquet. The banquet included a distinguished guests such as President Roosevelt, and it was to celebrate the closing of a wildly successful New York World's Fair in 1940. So the studio tapped the young, handsome son of a wealthy and politically connected businessman. After the bank, which would be John F. Kennedy... After the banquet, he took our smitten star, who had just gotten over a breakup with a notorious ladies' man, to his suite at the Waldorf Astoria. They had a nightcap and spent the next several nights together. Soon after, he gave the starlet a diamond engagement ring and asked her to marry him. The young man enlisted not too long after, and although the two never married, they kept up steady correspondence as good friends. In later years, he would go on to become even more famous than the girl. (laughs) <laughs> the Kennedys you have the same 24 hours a day mm-hmm. as a Kennedy like we need to be having more sex <laughs> it really reads as like this I'm like how do they do that story and also what I find crazy is um back in the day like these old Hollywood blinds people would propose to each other like they were going on a first date oh willy-nilly I mean like it said Julie Garland by the time she died she had been married five times and did you read seven husbands of evelyn hugo yes fantastic book love that and i just like love the old hollywood glamour of it and also people would be like you know we've dated for a couple months let's get engaged the only person to really keep up with that has been ariana grande where i feel like multiple times she's like we're in love let's just get engaged you know what i mean Nowadays, I'm so down for that. I so much prefer that. I would so much rather my friend come to me and be like, oh, this guy I've been dating for three months just proposed to me than be like, oh, my God, I'm being ghosted by some dude I've been seeing for five years or whatever. Oh, my God. Like modern day relationship drama drives me off the fucking wall because it's like. It's making, I feel like modern day dating is just consistently making mountains out of molehills. You know what I mean? It's like this one tiny thing happened or like he texted me like, but then it hasn't texted back in like four hours. And it's like, oh my God, like a text is the modern day proposal. Yeah. People used to get married. Yeah. I like that. I think it could have been interesting to see Judy Garland and JFK together. I I want to get married several times. Yes. Yes. Including a Kennedy. Now here's the question. If you got married different times... Would you want it to get bigger and better each time? Or would you want each marriage to have its own vibe? Like one would be a classic diamond ring. The other mm. would be like, yeah, you know, I think just see, just see where I go. I feel like I'd want to experience all of it. I'd want like a, a quickie drunk Vegas wedding. <laughs> yes. I'd want like a big production. I'd want to elope, you know? Yeah, maybe like a castle live, or something. Yeah, live so many lives in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Very, very Lily Vanderwoodson. <laughs> now, what was this? This was... Da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> so this was talking basically about one of Judy Garland's many marriages, which was to an A-list director, Vincent Minnelli. And um, he had been married four times in his life. So the very first marriage was to Judy Garland. And apparently his treatment of her was just... Um, 
horrific. You know, it, it might shock you, I'm sure, to hear, but men did not really treat women with that much respect back in the day. Um, so allegedly, Vincent Minnelli was an awful person. There's been a b- book or two written about him, but those books and even his Wikipedia page make it seem as if he was gay only prior moving to Hollywood and then went back into the closet and didn't have sex with any men for the rest of his life. This, of course, is nonsense. Nonsense. The director didn't love the actress, Judy Garland, and it was an arranged marriage, basically saying that he directed his wife in the movie Meet Me in St. Louis, but throughout their marriage, he was sleeping with basically every male co-star or like person he was directing with um, consistently. And it just sent Judy Garland even further down into the wrong path. It led her even deeper onto the path of drugs. But they did have a child together, which is how we have Liza Minnelli. Okay, two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, I think, if I'm not mistaking her with someone else, I think Judy Garland's dad was gay. Oh, interesting. I might be wrong about that, but if so, that is so interesting that like her and her daughter both had gay dads and also are both separately gay icons. Yes. What yeah. are <laughs> Well, I think that what studies I think that studies have been done saying that um, queerness does run genetically mm. in families. And also you're likely to date people who remind you of your dad, so she was maybe like, "Oh, this gay dude." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what I know, and what I know is yeah. this. So maybe Second that's of all, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I wonder what the STD situation was like back then, because yes, there were so many affairs, and it's like, what, what were condoms like widely distributed? I'm also such a noob. I'm like, did condoms exist back then, or was it like lambs? Yeah, because I know like condoms. You know, no one had like a fishbowl of condoms on their desk until yeah. after the AIDS crisis. Did everyone just have chlamydia? Was it just not as much of a thing back then? Maybe. Also, like, birth control in general, like, you know, condoms are part of birth control, but, like, there are so many blinds about, like, abortions gone wrong and things like that, and, um... Well, Judy Garland herself was, like, forced to terminate a pregnancy. Yes. You know your stuff. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I would just assume that everyone was just kind of going at it raw because... I don't know, everyone, these are all happening before the 70s, and everybody talks about the 70s as, like, this free love movement, and I don't know, I just don't associate condoms with free love, Yeah, (laughs) even though I probably should, so who knows, who knows? Mm. Everyone was just burning when they pee. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then taking a barbiturate to uh, take it down or whatever. Exactly. Um, Okay, this was an interesting one between Judy Garland and John Lennon, who I just feel like John Lennon is just, you know, the guy who sings about peace. But if you look into stories about him, just Mm. completely um, rotted from head to toe. We have this one. It says another story today about how this now deceased foreign born A plus list, whatever, John Lennon was not the nice guy people think. He basically made this A-plus list singer-actress cry and shamed her for her suicide attempt and said she should do better the next time. That's literally... That's what Stalin did to his son. <laughs> Legit. Stalin, he, like, hated his son. His son tried to kill himself, and he was like, see, you can't even kill yourself right. I feel like I've heard that in the movies, and I'm like, no one would say that. It's so, like, CW. Yeah, no, literally. And it's like, no, like, John Lennon would, I guess. Oh, my God. John Lennon. Isn't that horrible? dictator. I hope he at least made it rhyme or something. (laughs) Um, Okay, this was a pretty funny one. 
Now, this is niche, so you might have to Google it, but this was a blind saying that we have a thick book dating back to the 1960s that documents celebrity encounters, positive and negative. There's an entry okay, from... Dumois. What? Exactly. <laughs> Dumois. Wait, what's it? Yeah, they're like, I saw Judy Garland at Carbone. <laughs> yeah. Lest she be seen. I have seen <laughs> in the town square two people canoodling. Um, so they were basically saying that there was an entry about Judy Garland in which she was plastered out of her mind, sitting at a poker table in Vegas, but not playing and telling everyone who would listen, don't believe what they say. Elsie the cow was not modeled after me. It's all bullshit. Now, have you heard of Elsie the cow? No. I've heard of being plastered out of your mind at a poker table and not playing. And I've experienced it. What is Elsie the cow? I'm going to show it to you on Google. It's basically a logo for a dairy company. And, like, I swear to God, can you see this? It looks like (gasps) Judy fucking Garland. I mean, it's giving. Like, I was picturing an ugly cow. Like, I can't. It's cute. She looks like Judy Garland. Yeah. So, um, I'll post this on Instagram. (laughs) But, like, it literally is a cow that looks like Judy Garland. And apparently drunk in Vegas, she wanted people to know that the cow was not modeled after her likeness. Queen behavior. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. We have a bunch of blinds. I'm not going to read all of these, but one's basically saying that she couldn't, um, her drug use was ridiculous after a certain point where she could barely be co- coherent for an hour or two a day. So it would make shooting movies with her go on like two, three times longer than they were supposed to because she just could not, um, you know, be coherent for all of it now we also have blinds about um quote the last few years of her life was to see her was to see a shadow a pasty shadow <laughs> rude <laughs> Damn. a pasty shadow who looked as if she would crumble at any time i guess in a way she was the original coke mom but her drug of choice was heroin introduced to her by some musicians she met at a recording studio they showed her what to do and how to inject it one of them also became her lover and that would have been a scandal still reverberate ver, reverberate whatever echoing <laughs> as if it had been discovered at the time um anyway so she was also saying blah blah, blah. the last two years of her life the forever a plus lister would wear long sleeves to cover the tracks on her arms is it any wonder her kids had such huge addiction problems mm. have you ever gone down the rabbit hole of looking up track marks on celebrities arms no like lana del rey james franco there's a bunch of mm. celebrities where like i found some thread online or in some forum and then it just led me to googling images like this person in hd their arm and like things like that i think a lot of people think that heroin is this um drug that nobody does because it's like so completely far away from like cocaine and it's not a party drug and like only the homeless in san francisco do it Really not. I, I've seen a lot of blinds, and even people speak about it. I think Lana Del Rey and Angelina Jolie have spoken about their use with it. Um, but I think it makes the rounds in Hollywood more than people would think. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, if you're doing, like, Xanax or something like that, it's not that far of a jump if you're already addicted. And also, I do believe, and I don't know for sure, but I do believe you can snort heroin as well. Yeah. So I just imagine if you're at a party and there's lines in front of you and you snort it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no uh, nutritional facts that you read on, like, everything that you put up your nose or mouth or butt or whatever, so... Yeah. And yeah. it's also, like, it's cheap, which I think, like, people think that doesn't matter when it comes to celebrities, but, like, 
Addiction is really fucking expensive. That was something that really, really yeah. expensive. And it's really, especially if you're going to rehab, it's so easy to go broke because rehab is so fucking expensive. Rehab is insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, especially if you want, and like who wants to, you don't want to skimp, like you don't want to skimp out on plastic surgery. You don't want to skimp out on rehab. You yeah. Know, if you're going, <laughs> you don't want to like do the group on rehab. So it is interesting. Um, this was a, Funky blind too, saying the permanent A plus list actress singer had her boyfriend arrested for stealing her jewelry. The thing is, though, he was pawning it to pay for her drugs that she needed and to keep her from being evicted from where she was living. Whoa, yeah. I feel like don't call the cops on your boyfriend if he's paying for your drugs. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe you wouldn't. But even also, like it. Judy Garland died pretty broke, and like that's the thing is. I feel like people think of celebrities on the same level as, like, billionaires or even just regular rich people, and it's like, no. <laughs> Not at all, and especially yeah. back in the day, and I think with Marilyn Monroe, when we talk about her, this will come up. If you were a female celebrity, you were so taken advantage of because you typically signed a contract for five years, yeah. you know? And we've heard some people, you know, with the Call Her Daddy drama being like, we weren't being paid what we were owed and we didn't own the IP or you hear about the actresses on Glee who were like, even in the second season, we were roommates with each other. Like we couldn't afford a place on our own. Yeah. And there's a Rihanna lot. had a whole thing with yeah. her accountant who like completely fucked her over. Oh wait, what happened? And that's like allegedly who bitch better have my money is about. It's about the accountant. Yes. Because he like, he didn't tell her that her tour wasn't making money or was losing money. He advised her to buy a house that she couldn't afford. Oh. He was charging, like, crazy, like, commission fees on a tour. Interesting. Even though he was her accountant. But you're right. Our perception is so messed up. And a lot of people, too, will always be like, this blind item isn't real. Like, why would they do that for drugs? Or, like, why would they be yachting? Or, like, there's no way that they're broke. I don't think celebrities are good with their money. Because think about it. A lot of these celebrities came up in their teens or, you know, very, very young. I barely know about money and I'm 28. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you also don't have people looking out for your best interests. And then also you buy one house, you buy two house. It's such a keeping up with the Joneses in Hollywood of like what you're wearing, never wearing the same thing twice, you know, making sure you have this car, making sure you're at this restaurant. I do think the money just gets away from you. You have a lot of it, but you also have to spend a lot of it to keep up with the yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people talk about how like, oh, billionaires just wear t-shirts. And like, I mean, first of all, it's not true a lot of the time, but also they don't have the pressure to be glamorous yeah. and to do all these things in the way that celebrities do. Also, it's the inverse, right? Like Mark Zuckerberg wears a gray hoodie to appear like he's not rich. And yeah. then you have celebrities maxing out their credit cards to wear something so that way they do appear more successful, you know? So yeah. that's how you know someone's really sketchy. Like if you see them being like, oh, I proudly shop at Costco. I'm like, oh, you must be loaded if you're, like, going oh, around yeah. trying to get that, you know, motto out there. We've all been, like, taken to a Michelin star restaurant by a tech guy who's wearing Uniqlo shorts. <laughs> I saw this one TikTok of this girl being like, oh, like, my, my boyfriend in tech is taking me to this five-star hotel, and he packed his things in, like, a paper Trader Joe's bag and I was like that's literally what like modern day rich people are like. I feel like if you look around at everyone at like I don't know let's say like Nobu or whatever you'll see the tech guy and like sensible sneakers like not really giving a fuck and then you'll see like the foreign money guy who like you can smell his perfume before yeah. you even walk by like there's so many different types of money that exist in the world 
Okay, so we'll do the last Judy Garland blind and then we'll move on. Now, this was saying, <laughs> who knows, this gets so conspiratorial, but this was saying this regular guy married this permanent A-plus lister for her money. When he found out she didn't have any, he took out a life insurance policy in her name and then killed her. In her condition and with her history of abuse, he easily got away with it. So Judy Garland died of a um, overdose of drugs gone wrong. I think she was discovered by her husband at the time. She was on the toilet with her head in her hands. Mm. So many celebrities to die on the toilet, you know? Oh, embarrassing. <laughs> if that happens to me, like, just move me to the bathtub. <laughs> like, don't be rude. 100%. <laughs> so this was saying that allegedly... Um, he gave her the wrong drugs, hoping that she would take them and die. So who knows if that happened? Hmm. Uh, I hope that this guy's dead so he can't sue us if yeah. this is a slander or anything. So final thoughts on Judy Garland. I just feel bad for her. I think if you are being given drugs at age nine, you don't really have a chance in life. Yeah, that's so fucked up. And it's like, of course, she wound up addicted and like barely able to function and work. Yeah. And it's so odd that someone would do that to their kid. I, I think if you gave a hundred different nine-year-olds drugs at age nine, a hundred percent of them would all be addicted later in life. There's no way yeah. that it, it would just be a, a constant struggle to kind of. Work I did that, out and they're that. all like, they're eleven right now, and they're not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> the study will close at age eighteen, but you know, it's not looking uh, good. I'll keep you posted, but damn. Are they also all cheating on each other? Yeah, and they've all been married and four times. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know how they did it legally. <laughs> okay, now we're going to talk about Marlon Brando. Ah, oh, that slut. Love him. A.K.A. the black and white gif that ruled Tumblr for years. <laughs> like The lip bite. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even know who Marlon Brando was. There's just this gif of this hot ass guy in black and white rolling his eyes and biting his lip and it's like the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, let's do a little bit <laughs> about his life. Now, what do you know about him before we get into it? Oh, well, he was a big old slut. Mm-hmm. So he What do I know about him? Okay, so he I believe like he had daddy issues and that was just the childhood uh-huh. to cover that. He had, like, daddy issues. And then he um, he's most known for a streetcar named Desire. Mm-hmm. And he was just... He slept with both men and women mm-hmm. and um, just had many, many, many lovers and seemed to be addicted to just love and, and sex and affection. And then later in life, food. Like, he got, he got pretty big in his, his later years, so he was kind of always uh, indulging. And also, he slept with he slept with Richard Pryor and, allegedly, Michael Jackson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you say big slut, like, there's no... it. I really feel like people back in the day, maybe they were just more free or something, but, like, there was much more sex happening back in the day than oh, I think there was yeah. now. Absolutely. So we'll take it from his life growing up. Um, so oddly enough, you know, this is all Wikipedia. His great-grandfather was an Irish immigrant. And Marlon Brando actually really liked Ireland, saying that when he first visited, he had never been so happy in his life. When he got off the plane, he had a rush of emotion, and he had never felt at home in a place as much as he did here. He was seriously contemplating Irish citizenship. 
Ireland. Who would have thought? So his first love and love <laughs> was for Ireland. <laughs> okay. He was raised a Christian scientist. His mother was unconventional for her time. She, and this is how she was described. She smoked, wore pants, and drove cars. She was also a pretty heavy Shoot alcoholic. Crazy bitch. Isn't that why? <laughs> to wear pants and drive cars. I don't do either of those things. So <laughs> respect. So this is also a theme kind of common for a lot of these old Hollywood stars. When he was four, Marlon Brando was sexually abused by his teenage governess. Which, by the way, when he was four, that's insane to me. Four is young. Yeah. Um, It says Brando became attached to her and was distraught when she left him. For the rest of his life, Brando was distraught over her loss. So he started acting. Of course, he got big with Streetcar Named Desire. He quickly became a sex symbol to everyone. He then had a little bit of a downfall. He was less popular. Then he was in The Godfather, and that kind of shot him right back up. So um, he actually won his second Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award for his performance in The Godfather. He actually declined the Academy Award due to the alleged mistreatment and misportrayal of Native Americans by Hollywood. That was like a big cause that he stood for. Then later on in life, um, weight fluctuations. By the end of his life, he was over 300 pounds and had developed diabetes. He was also very close friends with Michael Jackson, and his son was actually Michael Jackson's bodyguard. So he died of respiratory failure and heart failure. And he was the father of at least 11 children, three who were adopted. I love the at least. <laughs> at least. And True. counting. Um, yeah, his, his DNA could be running in any of our veins, and we don't know it. Now, he has a couple of crazy quotes that I want to read before we get into the blinds, because they are just so absolutely outrageous. Oh, wait, can I say something that I, I love yeah. that he said? Because he... I love Truman Capote, and he did a profile of Marlon Brando, mm. like, in the in the 50s, and one of the things he said, he was just like, fuck, it was just like, I don't know, like, 40% of the things I say I actually mean, or something like that. Oh, he was <laughs> the original loved. Trisha Tatus. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of his quotes are, like, full-on unhinged. Now, this is one that I have to say, because in a lot of the blinds, they are queer in nature. In 1976, he told a French journalist, homosexuality is so much in fashion it no longer makes news. Like a large number of men, I too have had homosexual experiences. Which, by the way, I feel like that's a bold statement to say, like a large number of men. Yeah. Um, He says, and I am not ashamed. I have never paid much attention to what people think about me. But if there is someone who is convinced that Jack Nicholson and I are lovers, they may continue to do so. I find it amusing. (laughs) That gives me hope because I'm constantly saying that people are gay on TikTok. So... You know, if Marlon Brando would have been okay with it. That's true. Jack Nicholson. Hmm. Never heard never heard anything gay about him, but no, love. Not until Marlon Brando <laughs> said it. Have you heard his have you heard his comments about Jews? No and the Jewish people? He's made a lot of them. So What? I've never I, heard of this. I just want to preface this that um I'm gonna have to bleep some words out. These are not my words, these are Marlon Brando's. So he went on Larry King Live in April nineteen ninety six and he said quote Hollywood is run by Jews it is owned by Jews and they should have a greater sensitivity about the issue of people who are suffering because they've been exploited because sorry because they've exploited we've seen it we have seen the n-word and another word and we've seen the c-word and we've seen the (laughs) blank-eyed dangerous 
a bad word for Japanese people. We have seen the bad word for a Filipino person. We've seen everything, but we've never saw seen the K word because they knew perfectly well that is where you draw the wagons around. And Larry King, who is Jewish, replied, well, when you say something like that, you are playing right into anti-Semitic people who say that the Jews are. And then Marlon Brando interrupted him and said, no, no, because I will be the first one who will praise the Jews honestly and say, thank God for the Jews. I feel like that's a lot of back and forth on that statement. First of all, the last part is me drunk at my friend's Shabbat dinner. Marlon, all the censored words. Which is just absolutely crazy. Um, and then apparently he's um, he's a well-known supporter of Israel and he's actually spoken, quote, what? For, which is insane. It's just really crazy. I don't crazy. even understand his views. Like, so, I can't even. He spoke a lot about that. So... All right, let's start getting into the blinds. Okay. There's uh, a lot about sex. So we basically say there was a blind item about Marlon Brando hooking up with the now-deceased permanent A++ star music icon, which would be Michael Jackson, several decades ago. But did you know that he has also hooked up with a closeted former actor, John Travolta, who got his start on a sitcom. This was during the time when the younger actor star was on the ascent after a pair of blockbuster movies, which would have been Saturday Night Fever and Grease. Oh my god. John Travolta, I could see that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, but yeah. wow, I did not know that. Me neither, but I, I could see all three of those people hooking up. Marlon Brando and Michael Jackson, and Marlon Brando and John Travolta. I would co-sign that. I love that. Yeah. Um, then we also said that we have other blinds about Marlon Brando and Michael Jackson hooking up. What have you heard about that? And this is controversial, but where do you fall on the Michael Jackson being creepy with children side? Um, I All I've really heard is that just they've hooked up, like, <laughs> rumors. Yeah. But there's also, like, so many names associated with... Marlon Brando and sex, and they're probably you know all rumors that are true. Like it's more like what I know is a fact. Yeah. Um. I have. I don't know much about the Michael Jackson stuff. There's so many facts on both sides. Like for as many pieces of evidence that there are for one side, there's as many pieces of evidence as there are for the other. What I will say is like, he did. You know, being a child star as he was is super traumatic and. I don't know if all he was doing was, like, sleeping in a bed with some kids, but if that's the case, that does, like, psychologically make sense if you, like, completely lost your childhood. Yeah. What if he touched those kids? And I think two things can be true at the same time. Like, it can be true that he did that because he lost his childhood and it makes sense. And then it can also be true that, like, sleeping in the bed with a child is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think when some people are like, it's not even weird what he did. I'm like, well, we have to agree that it's weird. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't illegal or abusive. (laughs) Yeah, you can be a a victim and a perpetrator at the same time. Yes, exactly. And most people are. Most abusers are. Um, We had another gay blind basically saying have you heard of wally cox he played mr peepers no he was this like skinny scrawny comedic actor and we basically just had a blind about um him and marlon brando uh rumored to be lovers but wally cox if i'm pronouncing it correctly he had a particular kink where he liked to have sex with very heavy women and was known to seek out obese ladies of the evening so uh, there's so many nasty things that people did back in the day. This was basically a blind about um, Marlon Brando basically 
not being the greatest guy with a woman that he was working with. So there was a movie he worked on called Sayonara, and there was an actress, I hope I pronounced this correctly, Miyushu, Mayushu Umiki, and she won Best Actress in a Supporting Role. And apparently they did the movie together, and she really, really, or he really, really wanted to sleep with her. And she was like, I don't want to sleep with you. She put him off at every single moment. She turned him down cold. She said no. So he tried to have her fired, but she had a unique role in the movie. So she kept the role and she actually um, won Best Actress for a supporting role for it. And then she didn't work at all for four years. And allegedly Marlon Brando kind of Harvey Weinstein her and told people not to put her in anything. So after four years, she broke down and had sex with him. And then two days later, she got an acting gig in a movie. And that movie was Flower Drum Song. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. I think the Harvey Weinstein of it all happens a lot more than we think. Like, if the right people put in the right calls, you could have a career or not have a career in Hollywood. And that's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, that's a a big part of it. And I think people act like that doesn't. I don't know, kind of like it never happened back in the day or that it still doesn't happen. And it's like, okay, no matter, even if hypothetically Hollywood has progressed so much, which it obviously hasn't, like men are still men. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to (laughs) take. There are always going to be men like that, unfortunately. Exactly. When when there is power and an erection, (laughs) things things happen. Um, Okay, this was an interesting one saying that basically... um, Marlon Brando, you know, later on in life, after he had been famous and things like that, he had a lot of kids, um, <laughs> 11 or more. So there were basically children and tweens and teens kind of always at his house because he had so many children, whether they were friends or family or distant relatives, there were always kids around. This gave our actor the perfect opportunity to always have a 13 to 17 year old girl around the house or on a set or traveling with him. They would invariably be from some French-speaking country or from a Native American tribe. He would keep them from six months to a year unless they got pregnant, and then he would immediately send them home. The parents all knew what they were sending their daughters to do, but thought it might give them a better future. It didn't. Invariably, he would also always introduce these girls as his niece. He probably went through a dozen or so nieces over a 10-year period. That's so creepy. Wait, that's so weird, especially because he was like famously i don't know like a pioneer for rights for native Native americans Americans. i know it's like you also have a fetish for that you're also like creeping on that that's so gross yeah he had that like uh was it the like oscar yeah turning down the academy award um, yeah well he had like an activist go up yeah she was like booed it was his whole thing but that's what a weird, Isn't I don't know. Crazy? And then also introducing them as your niece. Now also like I feel fucked up because I'm like, oh, that's like kind of a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Then he da, 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 basically saying he's cheating on his wife. He's cheating on his wife. Um, I mean, I would expect the average celebrity to be cheating, cheating on, their on spouse, their wife. let alone Marlon Brando. It's weirder when they're not. It's weirder when they're faithful. And then we had one saying that James Dean allegedly stalked Marlon Brando wanting to have sex with him. Well, allegedly they did have sex, but I think Marlon denies it. But there are so many stories about James Dean, like, 
waiting outside of his house, like looking in Marlon's window. Naked and on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> Looped up. <laughs> Hoppers out. Like, I don't know if they did have sex or like a part of me thinks that they he did. died trying, yeah. And, like, maybe James Dean, like, had this weird dynamic where, like, he, he wanted to have sex with Marlon Brando, but also kind of wanted to be him. Yes. But, yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of different female yeah. celebrities. I mean, I will say, like, what I wouldn't pay to watch. If oh. They- <laughs> if you... If... You got the opportunity to watch any two celebrities have sex, and we have to assume that they've already had sex, who would you pick? It might just be them. Or... Yeah. I mean, him and Richard Pryor. I just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, Richard Pryor famously, like, put cocaine on his penis <laughs> before having sex. So that feels like it would be, I mean, cinematic. Yeah, that would be a good one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I would do... I mean, if it wasn't Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss, mm. I just feel like... I don't know if they'd have the craziest sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would love to see Elon Musk having sex with someone, because I just don't know how he does it that's the thing is like when people ask like who would your celebrity hall pass be i feel like my instinct isn't like who i'm most attracted to but who i would be most curious about like seeing them in a sexual situation like who i just can't imagine having sex yeah which is why my tendency is to be like michael Sarah, because like (laughs) mark zuckerberg (laughs) exactly because it's like what I want to know how they would act. Although my real answer, which is a mix of the two, is uh-huh. Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. I knew you were going to say Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> he compl- he's like Mark Zuckerberg, but with some sex appeal and some exactly. like, wits about he's him. He's like both super hot and also like, I can't imagine him having sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the mystique that he has. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the very last Marlon Brando one is that... Um, Allegedly, he used to dress like a woman and a woman and go to bars and hit on men. He loved nothing more than taking a guy home and revealing his surprise when they got there. He loved it most when they stayed after the reveal. Huh. I've heard I feel like I've heard things about him like dressing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard things before. about that too. I wonder like what the ratio was of people who stayed. Yeah. <laughs> to probably a hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like Marlon Brando, Marla Branda, I don't really give a fuck. You exactly. Know? We're here. Okay. Are you ready for Marilyn Monroe? Ooh, I'm ready. So what are let's start what are your thoughts on Marilyn Monroe? This is gonna sound horrible. I thought she like wasn't that hot, but then I <laughs> saw her in movies and I was like no, she is. She is. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this before we started recording. Behind the scenes. BTS. Um, just about how, like, I don't know, a lot of the actors back in the day who had the most sex appeal or were most, like, notable sex icons, mm-hmm. you can't fully understand that appeal until you watch them, which I think is kind of the opposite of Hollywood today, where you have people who, like, only look good in pictures and then don't really have the charisma or the appeal when you're actually watching them like move and talk yeah you hear of that happening a lot nowadays where people will hire instagram models for shoots and then the girl who shows up looks completely different than her instagram page yeah and they can't hire her and like they get into legal battles over it yeah i mean it's even like just i've met like instagram models in person and they even if they look the same and it's it's like oh you're not attractive like you're you're like hot but you don't have like any charisma or sex appeal like it's just 
the magnetism or something. Yeah, I've you need the magnetism. Jeff Bezos's girlfriend, allegedly, I know someone who has met her a couple times, and he says that she just has everything. Like, she has the... Mm. He's like, I completely understand why Jeff Bezos is with her, because she just has something where you feel like you're the only person in a room. You're mm. incredibly drawn to her. She just oozes charisma and charm and makes you feel like the most special person in the universe. And... If you're Jeff Bezos, yeah, you could probably have whatever pretty person you want. You want something more, you know? Like, yeah. a pretty person is like, wow, how fun. That's like looking at a great picture. But someone with charm, that's like reading a good book. You know what I mean? It just hooks yeah. you Yeah. No, it's like, I don't know. I feel like people don't understand that because it's not something that's like talked about out loud a lot. But it's so true. Like, the amount of times that... I don't know, people have been drawn to me over someone, like, next to them, I look like a monster. But it... You no, know, it's true, and people don't want to yeah. believe that, too. Like, I used to not want to believe it, too, when people were like, oh, no, like, once someone gets to know your personality, or I would date guys, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, but, like, your personality makes you so much prettier than blah, 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 and I'd be like, you're fucking lying to me. And then I was thinking about my own friends, because, you know... You know when you have the best friend in the world and you want to set her up with a guy and then you show their photo to the guy and you're like, no, 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 but, like, she looks bad in that photo. Like, she's <laughs> honestly so much more in yeah. person. The personality really does matter. It really does. Oh, yeah. We've all, like, you know, been dating someone like that where you're... They're hideous. You're like, you think they're so hot and you're getting ready to show a picture yeah. of him to your friends and you're like, okay, um, he's really funny. Caveat. He's, he's so nice. And he has a great job. Like, you just look at him in new eyes, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that was Marilyn Monroe for me, oddly mm. enough. Um, so she was born, I love finding out people's real names. She was born Norma Jean Mortensen, which mm. doesn't really have as much of a ring to it as Marilyn Monroe. Her mother um, was married at age 15 to an abusive man nine years her senior, so that would be a 15-year-old and a 24-year-old. Um, they had two children and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, there were hints of sexual abuse in Marilyn Monroe's life growing up, and she was kind of a foster child who went from home to home to home. Mm. And at three of those different homes, she was molested. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like that happened yeah. all the time in all of these old Hollywood blinds, you know? Well, her whole thing, like, you know... Childhood wise, <laughs> mm-hmm. they all had like all sorts of issues, but to her, she never like really knew her father or. Yes. Yeah. And then her yeah. mother was schizophrenic and was like, mm-hmm. um, I guess, in a, in a psych ward or something, I assume not being treated too well back then. But then she was like going in and out of foster homes. And I think she had like borderline personality disorder because of it. Yes, so I think she was diagnosed with bipolar. Oh, but a lot of the stories I've been reading—not you know what—what what do I know about this? It seems very borderline, you know, mm-hmm. very like very sensitive, very um, you know, kind of at the mercy of your emotions yeah. and and whims and what could happen could happen. Well, bipolar and borderline, like it's pretty common. They're for very them yeah to occur side by side. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it seems like she had a just horrific childhood Mm -hmm. um she got into modeling and then from modeling she got into film roles she became one of 20th 20th century fox's biggest stars but she had one of those shitty contracts where even though she was one of the biggest stars she was getting paid far less than other stars and she Mm -hmm. couldn't really choose her own projects um 
She was in the movie The Seven Year Itch, which has that famous scene of her skirt blowing up. And she was actually married to someone at the time who hated that scene so much that he divorced her over it oh because he God. thought that it was crass. Can I also just say the amount of times that I've like <laughs> tried to reenact and not intentionally tried, but just been like standing <laughs> like over a vent and fully like skirt lifted, like yeah. Urban Outfitters panties out and I'm like it's like the trashiest most disgusting seat but then I'm like oh my god I'm literally Marilyn Monroe right now <laughs> whenever that happens to me it's always the day I'm wearing my Amazon basics three pack of underwear and I'm like this couldn't have happened on a day where I was wearing something nicer and it does kind of feel nice in the moment yeah except then you turn around and see who's watching and you're like no not you not you yeah yeah it's hard to play that off um, okay. Oh, Joe, Joe DiMaggio was who she was mm. dating at the time who wanted to end things with oh. her after that. But he also like sent flowers to her grave, like for the rest of, I don't know, time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Imag- what a flex to say that you were married to Marilyn Monroe. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's just- and he was not cute either. No, no. Mm. But his name, Joe DiMaggio, like he also has a little bit of a legacy for himself. So it's kind of like two, two equal stars. Um, da, 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 da. so a couple interesting blinds about her. We have one about a, um, it says the A minus this mostly movie actress who has a thousand books published about her life once slept with this Joan Crawford actress who was an awful mother. The awful mother basically stalked the A plus list after afterwards, but could never get a night with her saying that Marilyn Monroe and Joan Crawford hooked up. Wow. And there was a little bit of a James Dean Marlon Brando stalking afterwards. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like I've never actually heard rumors about lesbian yeah. girls, which is rare. For yeah, exactly. Typically, rumors of that time. everyone was pansexual back then. We also have a blind about um, how she slept with many a producer to get a role, and one of these casual encounters resulted in a surprise pregnancy in which she ended up terminating. That might explain why she couldn't have kids. Which we were saying, I feel like back then, uh, risky abortions kind of were what happened to people. Um, And I think that anything that has to be done kind of like in secrecy or at desperation, I feel like abortions back then weren't as well researched or educated or known about or practiced as they are today. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what that process was like, but... Yeah, it was really sad that she couldn't have kids because she really, really wanted them. Yeah, she talked about that. And just, like, reading about her life, she would be like, oh, well, what if I had children or I would be this type of mother? If I had a kid, I would do this with them. You know, there was a lot of yearning there for sure. Yeah, that's so sad. I can't... I don't know. I I feel like it's such a, like, primal, like, intense urge if you if you have it, which I, like, don't really. But I can't imagine having it and not being able to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like especially for a woman, it it has to be very, very impactful. Um, So we also have, of course, there are rumors about Marilyn Monroe and JFK. Um, So many people forget that this blah, 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 Marilyn Monroe was a client of the manager. She indeed was towards the end of her life. It ended abruptly after that the Chicago mob boss had his goons take pictures of the actress drunk and passed out on the vomit-filled floor. Basically saying that Marilyn Monroe, there were these pictures of her drunk, passed out, and they were about to be 
leaked to the press, but she placed a call to her singer-actor friend to stop this from happening. Her singer-actor friend was Frank Sinatra. Oh my god, I was just about to guess that. He had, like, so many... And she, I think, always spoke very well about Frank Sinatra. I think that they had had affairs together, um, but Mm -hmm. I feel like she always spoke well about him. Can I also say one of my favorite, like, old Hollywood moments was Ava Gardner, who used to be married to Frank Sinatra, Mm -hmm. saying... um, what did she say? She was like, he's 120 pounds and half of that is cock. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my God. See, this is how my mind goes now. Like, after you leave, I'm going to be like, Google image, Frank Sinatra pants, Frank Sinatra <laughs> trousers. Like, there's just something. He was the Pete Davidson of his time, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> 120 pounds and half of it is cock. Um, okay, we have another one saying that this first time that this celebrity had sex with this actress, the first time that JFK had sex with Marilyn Monroe, was not the first time that day that the actress had had sex. The owner of her house said the sex was a rental fee. So basically saying that Marilyn Monroe stayed in this house that she rented from Frank Sinatra and paid for via sex. Mm. And one morning she had sex with Frank Sinatra and then in the evening she had sex with JFK. Talk about a great roster. Yeah. That's was just... the house nice? <laughs> <laughs> but the architecture, though. Exactly. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically another blind saying that Did she hook up with Frank Sinatra? Yes. But also the actress was not murdered, which is going to be the first time ever on Crazy Days or Nights you hear about someone not being murdered and it just being like a natural death. And then it says, did she have reason to believe she could be murdered? Yes. Was she? Nope. Mm. Don't believe the hype that she was murdered. She wasn't murdered. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then also saying that there was apparently, have you heard of this? A mysterious box of Marilyn Monroe documents. There was like this box of all of this Marilyn Monroe lore and um, people were trying to get a hold of it and claim who owned what. But apparently the box just had medical records confirming a bipolar disorder diagnosis um, and medical records for her mother. So Mm. I think that did happen. And then this was a very interesting blind. So for 18 months, she lived in this area called Roxbury, Connecticut, when she was married to Arthur Miller. And... For 18 months, she was like a star of this tiny little town, and she helped people out with money. She made friends with someone who like worked at a coffee shop, and then when they died, she paid for their funeral expenses, and she basically was like this huge benefactor for this tiny little town, which I thought was really sweet, because it's not very rare that you hear about people doing good things. Yeah. Um, That's really cute. I remember, like, there was one story about, uh, I think it was, like, lost footage of her that some kid had recorded just like he was waiting outside of her her hotel and yeah it was just like the story of how she was like I don't know so kind to him and it's I it it takes like such a strong character to be such a star and still yeah and also a a star back in that day is like you know you're mobbed when you Uh, go out by people and things like that so um you know I I really don't 
judge anyone who's like a bitch if you're a celebrity because I yeah. feel like you kind of have to be. Um, okay, the only other thing we have for Mel- Marilyn Monroe is that there's going to be a Netflix biopic on her with Anna de Armas, and that will be coming out this year. Oh, right. And there's pictures of her dressed up to look like Marilyn Monroe, and she actually looks a lot like her. I didn't think they would yeah. be able to make that mm-hmm. Oh my god, remember her and Ben Affleck. That's when I really, like, I, I loved Knives Out, but I, I got so much respect for her when it was, like, just the most obvious, like, PR, <laughs> like, just the paparazzi shots where he was in the middle of, like, whatever his midlife crisis depressive episode, mm-hmm. and she's fully glammed out. I'm like, good for her. Or when they broke up and he threw out the cardboard cut yes. out of her. It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh my god, that was such a good story. It was pure entertainment. And honestly, that's all I want from my celebrities, you know? Exactly. Especially if you're not going to make good content, at least entertain me. So that's how I feel. That's why I like old Hollywood gossip so much. Is like pre-internet, like, I don't know, there was actual things to learn and celebrities were being messy as they should, whereas now... Celebrities like think that they're so important that we care about their like skincare routine or what I don't know. Like Kourtney Kardashian saying, "This is how I make my avocado pudding." It's like you shouldn't know. You shouldn't exactly. You're devaluing yourself. I don't care. I want (laughs) to see you like stumble out of a club with another celebrity. Get engaged, or you know, be naked at a restaurant. You know what I mean? We need to think bigger. That's what I think. Like, do hard drugs. We don't care about your daily routine. (laughs) I think one celebrity needs, and I've thought this for a while, they need to lay claim to boofing. I think think one person needs to own the boofing industry of putting things up their butt, you know? That's so true. I just think there's... A gap in the market. There's literally a gape in the market. A gaping (laughs) hole in the market. And somebody needs to fill it. Uh, Okay. Now, we are going to talk about, how do we, William Beatty, Betty. Warren. Sorry. Yeah. Warren. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm obsessed with him. Warren Betty? Beatty. Warren, we looked it up before this. (laughs) Let's just decide on one, and that's how we'll say it. Warren. How about Beatty? Warren Beatty. Okay. Warren Beatty. Now, you told me to look him up. I hadn't really heard much about him, so I'm going to have you give us the 101. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, wait, I think I literally have in my notes app, like, a list of the actresses he slept with. (laughs) So let's start there, if I have this. Hold on. Um. And he's still alive. This is the only guy we're doing. Oh, yeah. He's still alive. Okay. Wait, this is is from the 13th. So just so you know. Um, all right. You ready for this? These are his alleged conquests. Sure. Natalie Wood, mm-hmm. Carly Simon, Diane Keaton, Cher, Madonna, <laughs> Jane Fonda, Goldie Hawn, Annette Benning, Melanie Griffith, Mary Which, Tyler Moore. Which, by the Moore. way, I like that his wife is like number 12 on the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, originally it went from memory because I was trying to like figure oh, out how many of them I could name <laughs> as like a party trick, but then I just added the ones I forgot. Um... Janice Dickinson, Joni, Joni Mitchell, Iman, Barbara Streisand, Joan Collins, Bridget Bardot, Diane von Furstenberg, Stephanie Seymour, Daryl Hannah, Isabel Edjani, Charlotte Lewis, Morgan Fairchild, Elle McPherson, Barbara Hershey, Faye Dunaway. 
So that is a hefty. He has a huge, huge slut, and allegedly, I don't even remember like the number of women he's allegedly slept with. Probably like a hundred thousand or something insane. But he is, yeah, notorious for that, and I guess movie-wise, probably best known for um, Bonnie and Clyde, Mm. where he co-starred with Faye Dunaway, one of his... They never dated, but I I think they slept together. I think they said they didn't, but he's slept with everyone. Um, And they were actually the ones, if... If the people will recall the La La Land Moonlight mishap uh, at the Oscars, that was them, where Faye Dunaway had the card and she kind of looked like, or no, he had the card and like looked at her and she read it out loud and he was like, you fucking idiot. Um, Yeah. They They said La La Land won when it was really Moonlight? Yes. And then I think they had him back the next year to like have a do over. Yeah, because I think it like, they had a card for another category where it said, like, Emma Stone for La La Land. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the the anecdote I remember best about mm-hmm. Warren was that some actress was talking about how she slept with him and then the next morning was talking to her therapist. And I guess the therapist... She had slept with him, too. No, but she had a client earlier that day who had slept with him also the night before. It's like West Elm Caleb all over. (laughs) But, like, so much. Like, if those girls think West Elm Caleb is bad, girl. West Elm Caleb ghosts you, and then William Beatty actually has sex with you multiple times. Exactly. Has sex with, like, you, your mother, your aunt, your cousin. Like, West Elm Caleb... Please. He's a joke. (laughs) He's a nobody compared to this man. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit about his life. Um, So he was a filmmaker. Um, He has always wanted to write, produce, direct, and star in films. And his sister has said that he's a complete control freak. He's more comfortable behind the camera because he needs to have control over everything. And he doesn't deny that, saying in his earlier parts that when he acted in films, he used to come up with suggestions about the script, the lighting, the wardrobe, and people used to say, "What do you want to produce the picture as well? And he would say, I guess I do. <laughs> so um, people recall their first impressions of him. I thought this was, oh my God, people were so not PC back in the day. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is a quote that I'm about to read. I'm excited for this. Kazan recalling his impression of Beatty. Betty, Beatty, Beatty, Warren Beatty, saying, Warren, it was obvious the first time I saw him, wanted it all and wanted it his way. Why not? He had the energy, a very keen intelligence, and more chutzpah than any Jew I've ever known. (laughs) (laughs) Even more than me. Bright as they come, intrepid, and with that thing that all women secretly respect, complete confidence in his sexual powers, confidence so great that he never had to advertise himself, even by hints. So, he has been married to the actress Annette Benning since 1992. They have four children. Their oldest child came out as transgender, female to male, in 2012, so 10 years ago. Prior to marrying Annette, he was notorious for his large number of romantic relationships that received generous media coverage being linked to over 100 female celebrities. Leslie Caron said Warren always had girlfriends who resembled his sister. Cher stated that Warren has probably been with everybody I know. (laughs) 
And uh, he, Warren once woke uh, Leslie up during the night, she recalled through a quote, telling her that he was worried she was not thinking of him. And she just thought that was a sign of his narcissism. Oh, my. Also, like, if you've slept or, like, you know, been linked with, probably slept with more than 100 celebrities, but, like, been linked to 100 female celebrities, imagine how many women he slept with, period. Oh, yeah, who weren't female celebrities. Like, that is, oh, my God. If it's 100 female celebrities, it's probably 400 PAs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we're getting into the producers and the... (laughs) The interns, the fans, the waitresses at Denny's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so this was a... We'll, we'll get into the blinds now. This was basically saying that the permanent A-plus list actor, Warren, right? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble pronouncing. Warren. At one point, he was dating three actresses at the same time. Annette, his wife, Madonna, and Nicole Kidman, saying that one was someone who would help him with his kinks, Madonna, and it said, and our actor has a lot of them. The other was an actress, Nicole Kidman, who was just starting out at the time, but now is pretty close to A-list and once actually was. Much like Hugh Hefner, our actor would rotate the three throughout the week and oftentimes throughout the same 24 hours. Apparently, he really liked the newcomers, but she thought he was way too old for her. So she moved on and probably regrets who she moved on to almost every day, which I would assume would be the Tom Cruise of it all. Oh my god, that's so insane! I would never. I didn't know about Nicole Kidman. Being attracted to Nicole Kidman and Madonna, I just feel like our opposite ends of the spectrum. But if you're a girl, big man he slut. fucked the whole spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Then we have. Let's see. Ooh, this is pretty crazy. So apparently, several decades ago, this permanent A-list actor who was still alive and kicking and fucking. <laughs> Wanted to get into politics. He really thought he could do it. He started off running for union positions within SAG. Is that how you say it? Or do you do Screen Actors Uh, Board? SAG. SAG, whatever. SAG. And other unions. He did really well. And he did so with the help of a fellow actor, Rock Hudson. That actor had a secret. And that was that he was dying of AIDS. When our actor discovered this, the actor didn't have concern for that. But he had concern for how it would affect how he was associated with someone who had AIDS. So he gave up politics and just stayed in acting. That's psychotic. Warren, why don't we compare how many people both of you have slept with? That's like a politician being like, ooh, if the homeless touch me, then, like, I won't be able to talk well about how I'm going to fix situations with the homeless. It's yeah. Like, if you're a politician. Just be advocating for them. <laughs> you can't be around them. Not running away That's from insane. them. It's oh ridiculous. Um, okay, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. There were so many different lines about him cheating on his wife, and apparently him and his wife have been, been together since, what, mm-hmm. 1992? So for 30 years. And they had this relationship as like, oh my god, like this couple in Hollywood that's been together for so long, how did they do it? So many, so many, so many different blinds saying that um, it was a shock when the right woman came along and she tamed him to everyone's surprise. He settled down and started a family. They seemed happy for years, but lately he's having a hard time not flirting. One thing led to another, and now there's a 21-year-old girl pregnant with his child. His wife is distraught, and she's trying to finish filming a movie and figure out what to do. Oh, wow. I mean, I imagine she went into that kind of... Knowing. Knowing that he would cheat, but like, you know. I mean, getting a 21-year-old pregnant is a whole other thing. But I also, like, I don't know. If I were to marry a male celebrity, let alone someone like that, I would kind of be like, okay. 
Yeah. yeah, I'd be like planning, you know, my affairs ahead of time just to be like, I mean, let's even it out, like feminism. Shot for shot. Exactly. When I find out that like a celebrity's cheating on another celebrity, I'm like, oh no. But then when I find out the other person's cheating too, I'm like, oh, cute. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> that was how I felt with the the Jason Momoa, Lisa Bonet of it all. I'm yeah. like, well, as long as you're both cheating on each other. Colin Joe, like, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like two wrongs sometimes do make a right. Yeah. Um, okay. This was a very interesting one. So his mother, let's see. It was saying, many years ago, this foreign A-list leader, Pierre Trudeau, had a much younger wife, Margaret Trudeau, who was blah, 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 blah. She had, she was very open sexually, and she had a numerous amount of high-profile lovers, including Mick Jagger and Warren Beatty. That's how we're saying it now. Beatty. Um, and then this was basically just saying that this was honestly a blind about Justin Trudeau being the son of Fidel Castro, basically saying that Warren Beatty had sex with Margaret Trudeau, but she also had sex with Fidel Castro and then had a son and that was Justin Trudeau. That one, I don't know if I believe. That's been a conspiracy theory for yeah. the ages. I, I mean, I think a lot of, I don't know, a lot of like, oh, this person is this person's father and it's like put up mm, pictures just and it's like just yeah just because they, they slept look. together or like allegedly slept together doesn't mean that they had a kid but also like who'd she sleep with War- warren Beatty and then mick jagger mick jagger and yeah. fidel castro yeah those are some big big names <sighs> i so admire that all right more many more blinds now we're going in order i pulled these historically so we have the first blind about him cheating on annette then we have other blinds about him continuing to cheat. Then as time goes on, they have high-priced call girls coming to his apart- or to his house every day. They show up at his L.A. estate at 4 p.m. for a little afternoon delight, and his faithful wife turns a blind eye and let him have his playtime. She doesn't want to lose her status as Mrs. Hollywood legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have a blind saying that, uh, whatever, blah, 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 that his wife has moved out. A box of Viagra dropped out of his coat pocket the other day on the way to an event. Considering that the couple have not had sex in two years, she took this as a sign that he was seeing someone else. Apparently, there was not much even of a fight. She saw it and shook her head and did not, and he did not offer any defense, and she got into her car and left and has been staying at their place across the country. Hmm. I mean, I imagine, I feel like it's easy to be like, oh my God, she should leave him. But it, can you imagine how huge of an ego boost it would be to be known as like the woman who like tamed, tamed a guy beast. like that and got him to settle down? Yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio's first wife. Can you imagine having that title, yes. even though he's like pretty fugly now <laughs> and he, he looks like an ogre, but still it'd be like, I'm the girl who got Leonardo DiCaprio to get married. Yeah. Like, like, that would be such an ego boost. 100%. Do you remember when Katy Perry was dating John Mayer? And they were mm. they went on the Ellen show in matching Christmas sweaters. Oh, my God. And I'm like, this guy who called sex, uh, Jessica Simpson sexual napalm and, like, allegedly completely ruined Taylor Swift, you got him in a matching Christmas sweater on oh the Ellen God, show? Oh, my God, yeah. I'm like... That's you so got him powerful. to write still feel like your man? Where you <laughs> talked about your shampoo, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, it would be powerful. Yeah. It would be. Do you think Leo will ever get married? Probably. I mean, I think guys like that, it's just like, it's such a random like switch that flips where it doesn't even matter who like the, George the girl Clooney. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with George Clooney, like he, he, he waited match. for the right girl. I feel like Leo 
well. <laughs> I could see him, like, having a health scare and then getting married mm. because it made him, like, recognize how old he was. Someone needs to be real with him and be like, you were hot for two years in he, the 90s. And then, I don't know if you watched that Netflix movie he was in, the Just Look Up one. Oh, no, I heard it was horrifically bad. Well, it wasn't great. And then everyone was talking about him being a hot scientist in the movie. And I'm like, show me where if I saw him walking by me on the street, I wouldn't look twice. Okay, I so say this is like a girl who is fully attracted to men his age. He is literally below average for that age bracket. <laughs> like he's so unatt- he has aged so badly. The coke bloat is criminal. He's puffy. He's, he's so, puffy. so puffy. He needs a little ice roll. It is. It's so girl. Get some gua sha in there. Like yeah. what in the world? I just think. I maybe he has too many yes men in his life because someone needs to be like, dude, you like need to settle down. Status, yeah. like just, the name isn't gonna carry you forever. Yeah, it's like when you get when someone gets played by a guy who has like a receding hairline. It's like someone needs to tell you to settle down right now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It is your time, girl. Yeah. Like you can't do this any longer. Yeah, you need you need people to keep it honest with you. Um, okay, uh, more about him cheating, more about him having phone sex, which I think that's an interesting one. Um, which child actress caught one of her boyfriends doing the horizontal mambo with a future EGOT winner? And that's Natalie Wood catching Warren Beatty doing the horizontal mambo with Liza Minnelli. Everyone oh my god, yes, it's so interconnected. Oh my god. Then we had a weird line about Tiffany Haddish. Um, (laughs) okay, (laughs) having anal sex. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was fully like, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, saying that like at one of these awards, she went up to Warren and was like, I'm your biggest fan. And he was like, I don't even know who you are. And she was really upset. And then um, one's about how he could be suffering from the early stages of Alzheimer's, seeing that he had a meltdown at a Hollywood restaurant when he couldn't find his cell phone to call his wife, and it turned out he had accidentally tossed the cell phone into the men's room toilet. I mean, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've all had, like, three martinis before. A hundred percent. But, yeah, that's basically it. I feel like most of his blinds are ones that people know about. Like, he is openly spoken about as someone who has sex yeah. with so many people. I mean, if even Cher is talking about it, it's just pretty legendary. It's so crazy. But it's also, like, the funny thing about it, especially, like, obviously he's, like, old and kind of busted now, but... When you hear these stories, he's you're like... busted, but still chiseled, in a sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell, like, even if you're, like, ew, you're like, okay, I wish I could travel back in time, get a take a bite out of that. <laughs> but, you know, you hear these stories, and it's like, oh, my God, who would have such, like, little self-respect to still hook up with a guy like that who, you know, treats women like they're disposable. And then you see a picture of him, like, in his heyday, mm-hmm. like him and Bonnie and Clyde, and it's like, sleep with whoever you want. Like, Also the quotes about him, too, being like, he is magnetic in person. He yeah. is this sex god. Like, like you said, there's something about energy. Like, why yeah. would you not, you know? It's a drug. Ugh, it really is. Alright, now we're just going to end with someone who doesn't have that many scandalous things about them, but they had to be included for old Hollywood, and that is Audrey Hepburn. Mm. What are your thoughts on Audrey? Uh, I mean, I don't know too, too much about her, because I feel like I mostly know about the people who have been married eight times and mm-hmm. had a bunch of sex scandals, but 
I mean, I just know that she's like a, a class act and was like an activist and, you know, she was gorgeous, but definitely had her, you know, insecurities and focused more on being kind to people yeah. than anything else. She's just got such a great reputation. I think she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever laid mm-hmm. my eyes on. There's just something so stunning and magnetic mm-hmm. about her. She grew up very differently than everyone else that we have talked about. Not a lot of drugs or child abuse in her life, thank God. (laughs) That's nice. Um, So she was born in Brussels to an aristocratic family. She spent parts of her childhood in Belgium, England, and the Netherlands. She studied ballet. Like, I just feel richer just saying these words. She studied ballet in Amsterdam, and then she began performing as a chorus girl, um, and she has devoted much of her life to UNICEF and been like a goodwill ambassador and all of this stuff. She died of um, appendicidal cancer at her home in Switzerland in the age of 63. Even the dying of cancer in Switzerland. Appendicidal like cancer? Yeah, appendicidal. You can't just get your appendix out? I don't know. <laughs> that's what I would think. Maybe it was too late and it that's, spread. That's so unfair to die because you got cancer in like a part of your body you don't even need. Yeah. That's almost offensive. <laughs> Like, I would be so mad at my body. It's God being like, it's your time Yeah. Now. Like, <laughs> I don't like, even what? need that bitch. You're telling me it gave me cancer? How It's like dare? a split end making your entire head bald. And exactly. It's like, I could have cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Rude. Um, she was a little bit of a rebel activist. She would perform um, during the World Wars, and uh, with the money that she made performing, she would give it to the resistance movement, which I think is mm. pretty sick. And she was married twice. Um, The first one was a marriage where she kind of tricked him into thinking that he held the cards and he controlled her. But really, she was the puppet master of their marriage, which is fantastic. Love. In her second marriage, they both cheated on each other. He cheated on her with someone younger, and she cheated on him with a co-star. Classic. And then, yeah, exactly. That's kind of how it goes for these folks in Hollywood. And then for the last nine years of her life, um, she was with a partner. She said it was the happiest she ever was, and she considered herself married even though she wasn't. Hmm. So there are two blinds. We'll start with one that's, like, kind of meh. Her son allegedly is stealing money from a charity that was established in her name, which is the Audrey Hepburn Children's Fund. And I feel like you hear of this a lot sadly when celebrities start a charity just like dig into it because most of the money is probably not going where you think that it is yeah um i feel like that happens with a lot of different celebrities or politicians charities and we have this interesting blind here saying that back in the day um henry kissinger had sex with audrey hepburn when she was doing work for the un and he thought that he was the king of the world to relive his glory days he has been making his b plus list reality host Padma Lakshmi, Lakshmi from Top Chef. Mm. Um, wear her hair up. And he wants her to cut it, but she is refusing. But she never wears her hair up, but she suddenly now is doing it almost every day. She must be getting a lot of money. And I googled pictures of the two of them together. Wait, they're what? They're sleeping with each other or what? Yeah, they're sleep. They're allegedly, or they were sleeping with each other. And I googled pictures of them. I'm gonna put That's this on like, Instagram. I, is it's she just not two different worlds? She's giving like Audrey Hepburn here with the necklaces and yeah. her hair. So I was like, maybe there's some legs to that one because um, she kind so of with her hair up, she does look a little bit like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those were the only blinds on Audrey Hepburn, which mm. means that she's probably an actual saint. I mean, you know what's interesting, especially about, like, 
her being super progressive is that we think of, you know, stars now as being super progressive because they can, like, post Instagram, Insta, (laughs) infographs, their Instagram story, whatever, but it's, like, actually so many, like, huge stars back in the day, I mean, granted, so many of them are, like, the racists and rapists, but also, like... (laughs) The racists and the rapists. (laughs) Many were one and the same. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of them, like, actually the FBI had a lot of files on, like, Hollywood stars who had ties to, like... The Communist Party. Yeah, or just, like, organizations that they considered to be too progressive. Like, I know they had that on... On, like, Judy Garland and uh, Lauren Bacall and Eartha Kitt, I want to say. Like, they were were really, like, I don't know, risking a lot to be politically active and progressive in a way that, like, no star would ever do today. No, people did it. They got married. They were full-on parts. They were had associations with the mob. And nowadays, Bella Hadid, you know, reposts an Instagram oh, story. And everyone's like, I think she's Mother Teresa. And it's like... Exactly. Are you kidding me? She, like, shared an infographic to her story. That's why old Hollywood is so much better. It's like these people were fucking getting married every day and, yeah. like, <laughs> getting Wait. investigated by the FBI and having affairs. And they actually... I just feel like they were who they were flaws and all and like the thing that really stings me about celebrities nowadays is that they just pretend to be so different than who they are you yeah. know what I mean like Chrissy Teigen telling a girl to like <laughs> kill herself on Twitter and then being like I'm a relatable person cooking chicken it's like you can't be both so you have to pick one and exactly. I feel like people back then That's they just so insane they knew who they were and they stayed in their lane and I think what people want from other people at the end of the day like when you break it down to the psychology we just want people who are authentic yeah. Like, this is controversial, but I think that's why people voted for Trump. I think that's why people, weirdly enough, like Joe Exotic. It's like, mm-hmm. even if someone is the villain, if they're openly the villain, you kind of are like, oh, I respect that. Yeah. You know what I, mean, I mean, because every celebrity is, like, kind of a villain, you know? Yes. Like, we look at all these, like, relatable, like, yes, love them, obsessed, yeah. can't do any wrong celebrities, and it's like, they're all whatever, they're, like, hoarding wealth, and they have ties to horrible people, and all that, and it's, you know, I respect people so much more when they're, like, yeah, I'm a celebrity, and I'm, like, I'm doing hard drugs, and I have, like, so many issues, because it's, like, of course you do, you're a celebrity. It's it's almost relaxing, like, the Bella Thorns of it all, who are, like, (laughs) I'm on OnlyFans, here's my vagina, I'm smoking weed, or... The Trisha Paytas is on YouTube. Like, yeah, you I was think, about to say, like, yeah. Tana Mojo kind of understands celebrity in 100%. a way that no celebrity does. A hundred percent. Like, I think people are so scared of, like, if my negative qualities get out there, people won't like me. People will. Yeah. They'll probably be even more drawn to you. And they project, like, fake negative qualities. Like, oh, I'm I'm relatable. And, like, I'm, I'm insecure and I eat lots of snacks. Did to Xanax and <laughs> you're cheating on your husband and, like... That's actually, like, kind of fine for your lifestyle. It's like when Bella Hadia tried to be relatable recently, and she was like, I... Well, I, I bet you didn't expect to hear from me right now. I didn't either, but the last, like, three minutes that Serena and I recorded, we had to redo it, whatever. It's like, who cares? All you need to know is that it sounded fuzzy, like an alien the whole time, so it didn't come through. But that was basically, thank God, the end of what we were talking about anyway. So a huge, huge thank you to Serena for coming on. Um, you're probably in the same camp as me. I just find her voice and entire personality completely mesmerizing. So... You definitely already know of her on TikTok. I highly suggest you check out her podcast, too. It's phenomenal. 
And um, now we're going to get to some post-episode information. Okay, a topic of this week that a lot of different people wanted to, you know, hear about is what's going on between Kanye West and Kim Kardashian regarding their daughter, North, being on TikTok, which, look, I just have to say, first of all, I think it's really weird that TikTok bent the rules on, um, you know, child and minor safety to have these children on TikTok. I'm sure, you know, obviously they're allowing the Kardashian children to be on because it's a joint account with their parent. But they have like pretty strict guidelines that I think under the age of 13, I believe you can't be on TikTok. And it is weird seeing children on TikTok. I mean, like it's cute for a little bit, but I just I do think that it's weird. Anyway, so Kanye posted a screenshot of North on TikTok and was like, in all caps, since this is my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being being on being put on TikTok against my will, which is of course like <laughs> very dramatic. Then Kim responded it uh, to that on her Instagram story, saying that like Kanye's comments online hurt any more hurt much more than any TikTok North could create. I am the parent who's the main provider and caregiver. I'm doing the best to protect our daughter, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying that like, look, from the beginning, I've tried to go about this, you know, very classily with Kanye and he's just not doing that. And then he reposted that and was like, what do you mean you're the main provider? America saw you try to kidnap my daughter on her birthday and you made me take a drug test and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, um, both sides are in the right and both sides are also in the wrong. I think that Kim's in the right because I I do think she's a really good mother and I think that she has tried to go about it in the respectful, behind the scenes, very quiet way that, you know, anyone would want to go through a divorce. But I will say that I also think Kanye, look, I think like we all know that Kanye, everyone says Kanye's off his meds and things like that. I do think that it's weird that North is on TikTok and I'm just going to say I feel like Kanye has had bad experiences with the Kardashian family and when I say family like I put that loosely in quotes like they're an industry they're a business they're an empire and I'm sure it must feel kind of freaky to see your daughter on TikTok knowing that the Kardashians are like this you know like they're toxic they're a family that immediately makes you get plastic surgery and then squeezes every inch out of you that they can to make money so like I'm sure it is a little bit weird seeing North on TikTok doing like collab videos and showing off her skincare while like she's still a kid like that's too young to be getting into this mess so you know I think most people you're probably surprised to hear me say that because most people are like Kanye's nuts like I don't think Kanye is well but I think it's also weird that North is on TikTok also, knowing my luck, I'm recording this on Friday night right now. I'm sure like Kanye's going to do something insane Sunday night and then this will drop and I'm going to look like an idiot. So these are my Friday night thoughts. A lot of people were curious about the Euphoria cast drama and Sam Levinson. I just wanted to know that you guys have worn me down and I've officially started watching Euphoria and researching this for an episode that will be coming out two weeks from now with a very special guest. So I've been pulling blinds and all of these screenshots and bits of information on like the drama between the cast. All I'm going to say is that the blinds tell a very different story than what you're probably seeing on TikTok. Who knows which one is right? You know, they're all internet rumors, but just know that's coming in two weeks. And I wanted to wait to push it out because there's so much new note, new bleh new news happening about euphoria that i feel like two weeks from now it's gonna make for like an even better episode so that will be coming 
Some people were asking about the Joe Rogan and Spotify issue. Isn't that crazy how like out of everything going on in the world, that was like the number one thing that the news was talking about for like a week. What I found really interesting is I was talking to my boyfriend about this when this was back when Neil Young said that he was going to pull his music if Spotify didn't take Joe Rogan off the platform. And I was like, hmm, like, I wonder, like, you know, Neil, like Neil Young's not going to get anything done. And then I was like, what about if Taylor Swift pulled her music? And then we were trying to think, what artist is the biggest on Spotify? So I actually looked it up and it was pretty surprising. This past year, it was The weekend, And I, like, you know, I know The weekend's big. Like, I guess he performed at the Super Bowl. But I didn't think he was big enough to be number one on Spotify. And then number two was Justin Bieber. So I think Joe Rogan has 25 million streams per month. Or, like, I was going to say listens per podcast. But that sounds insane. That's way too big. Um, all right. Let's just say it's 25 million streams per month on Spotify and the weekend had like 60 million streams for his songs. I do you know anyone who's like a huge weekend stand? I that was news to me. So there you have it. Okay, I also wanted to announce that we are now having a Substack newsletter. So if you go to fluentlyforward.substack.com, you can sign up to get a weekly newsletter um, from moi that would follow each podcast episode that comes out Monday. I tried for a while to think like, you know, what should the next step for Fluently Forward be? If I do a Patreon account, you know, all my hair would fall out. Um, I don't have any good ideas for merch, so it doesn't feel authentic to do that. You guys might know that I blogged for a long time before doing TikTok, so I wanted to get back into writing and kind of add something that would be an additional value to the podcast. So each Monday afternoon, the newsletter for Substack is going to go out, and these are the items that are going to be in the newsletter. We're going to have links to blind items that I didn't get to in Monday's episodes. We're going to have a trending pop culture article slash topic this week. I'll give you a hint. It's all about Rihanna's pregnancy with ASAP Rocky. Then we're also going to have blind items that are associated with that trending topic. So for this week's article or for this week's newsletter, I pulled a bunch of blind items about Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's alleged relationship. Then we're also going to have a section where I share blind items and personal celebrity stories that different listeners have written in. And lastly, I'm going to include like a little blog section um, from myself. Well, who am I kidding? The whole thing's from myself. But a little blog topic as well. So what it is this week is my guide to how I find celebrity gossip and rumors, on reddit so like my favorite subreddits to visit how i navigate them things like that so that will also be a section in the substack so fluentlyforward.substack.com information will be up on my instagram it's five dollars a month so you know if you don't want to pay i think there is a free option i don't know what you get if i ever write a free post you will get that so you could also sign up for a free one um in case i don't know i do that down the road who knows um, and lastly, I just wanted to say a huge thank you. I know I got a little bit uh, pathetic at the end of last week's podcast and just like overwhelmed with the internet and you guys know how it is. It's really weird. Just, I don't know. The, the internet is weird. You know what I mean? We've all experienced it. Um, but I just want to say I, I haven't even gotten through everyone's message because candidly, I, I really tried to take this last week off from the internet, which can I just say, highly suggest like one of the things I did this week was I literally listened to music that I listened to when I was a kid and I just stared out my window 
for an hour like a dog and it felt really good i've been reading all of these books on how like social media messes with our brains and we're addicted to our phones and like you read the book and then the whole time you're reading the book you want to take breaks to check your phone and you're like oh my god i really am an addict so one day i want to put all of those resources up on instagram but i uh anyway i don't want to bring the vibe down but thank you so much for all of the support and love for the podcast. Um, and I want to say that I appreciate you because you don't owe me an hour of your time every week. And it's really incredible that you give it. So thank you for that. Um, and also thank you just for the feedback. Cause I'm excited to keep making a better podcast for you guys. So, okay. All right. <laughs> this was a lovely time. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next week. Um, I'm going to keep the topic a surprise, but I think you're going to be excited to hear what we talk about. So I will see you next week. And uh, if you want to check out the newsletter, fluentlyforward.substack.com, it'll also be up on Instagram. Have a great week, guys.